You're listening to the Good Girls Get Rich Podcast, episode 192. Welcome to the Good Girls Get Rich Podcast with your host, Karen Yankovich. This is where we embrace how good you are, girl. Stop being the best kept secret in town. Learn how to use simple LinkedIn and social media strategies and make the big bucks. Hello there, I'm your host, Karen Yankovich, and this is episode 192 of the Good Girls Get Rich podcast. And this show is brought to you by She's Linked Up, where we teach women simple relationship and heart-based LinkedIn marketing, a system that gets you on the phone consistently every week with your perfect people. If you listened last week, you know exactly what you need to do every week. These are people that can change your business, your life, and your bank account forever. We're looking to create wealthy women and wealthy women creates more impact and influence in the world. And that's what we are shooting for. So what we're teaching really is digital marketing with the human touch. It's just relationship marketing, human to human marketing. So if you've listened before, if you love what you hear today, you know, we love to hear from you. So make sure that you're subscribing to this show so you don't miss an episode. You can leave us a review wherever you're listening. I love getting your reviews because it lets me know what's resonating with you, what you want more of. Uh, you can share this episode, take a quick screenshot and share this episode on social media so that you can help us get this episode in front of more people. And then we can share that with our audience. If you tag me or if you tag our guest Priya, we'll share your post with our audience audiences and we all get more visibility that way. In the show notes, there's a link for SpeakPipe where you can leave an audio message. We love your audio messages. You can leave us a message. Tell us a guest you think I should interview or a topic. I'd love to know, frankly, what topics you'd like to hear more of. You know, do you want more LinkedIn strategy stuff? Do you want more mindset stuff? What else should we talk about here? Okay. Let me know. And we want to know what you want from me. I'm happy to do that. You can find that link at KarenYankovich.com slash 192. That's where you see all the information we talk about on on the show today. And that's where all the good stuff is. So I can't wait for you to meet my friend Priya today. Priya really serves a, a really important role in this world. You know, so many of us entrepreneurs are creative and innovative and, you know, it's not as, and not really as business minded oriented, right? And it's so easy to get caught up in, in the creative stuff. And we want you to stay creative. We want you to, um, you know what, I'm not even going to tell you more because we talk so much about it in this episode that I want you to hear from Priya, what, what she brings to the world. And I think you're really going to love this. So here you go. Here's my friend Priya. So we're here today with Dr. Priya Baines. Priya helps highly talented and ambitious, innovative entrepreneurs who are overwhelmed and often paralyzed by their own creative ideas. She helps coaches, consultants, trainers, professionals, and service providers tap into their brilliance, focus, and strategize to grow their business beyond six figures. Priya has a PhD in industrial organizational psychology, as well as a bachelor's in clinical and biopsychology and a diploma in counseling psychology. She's been consulting and coaching for over 20 20 years. Priya, I am so excited to do this. We've been, we've known each other for a while. We've been talking about doing this and I'm so glad we're finally doing this. I know. Thank you. Yeah. I'm really excited to be doing this today as well. Yeah. So it's interesting. So, so we're going to talk a little bit more about how you can get to know more about Priya, but one of the things I did before this was I kind of watched her masterclass and she's like, this is for brilliantly scatterbrained innovators. And I was like, okay, that's every entrepreneur I know. So, right. Like, don't you think that as entrepreneurs, we may not look at ourselves as innovative, but by virtue of the fact that we're entrepreneurs, we are innovative. I don't know. That's where I wanted to start with this. What do you think about that? 
Yes. A lot of entrepreneurs are innovative. Many, many entrepreneurs are innovative, but they're not necessarily in that place of scatterbrained, right? So when someone's in their scatterbrained place, they are driven by the ideas and the innovation. Whereas when an entrepreneur has sort of nailed that, they're still creative, they're still innovative, they're still having the ideas and they're working with them. That's when they become profitable. So that's the difference between with the people that I work with, the ones who are just struggling and working really hard and feeling overwhelmed versus, some, versus somebody who's really successful. So it's kind of some, some entrepreneurs are already the after and many are not. Right. Right. So, okay. So let's take a step back. I mean, we heard about your, I mean, listen, you earned every bit of those, you know, those letters and PhD and all the different um, trainings that you have and the, and the degrees that you have, but I want to hear the juicy stuff. Like what brought you to go through all of this training and all of this education? What makes you passionate about doing what you do now? Like what happened in your world and in your career to bring you to be supporting us brilliantly scatterbrained, innovative entrepreneurs? Well, in some ways, okay, so first of all, I've been interested in psychology since I was 12 years old. So um, I picked up a book somewhere along the lines, uh, Freud and Dream Analysis. So psychology has always been a passion. I've been looking at leadership since I was in junior high school. I took some uh, leadership class back then. I don't remember what it was called, but it, that piece has always been there. And then I got interested in sports psychology and it was very interesting because it was essentially the same group of girls with maybe one or two who are different. And I played on the basketball team and I played on the volleyball team and on the basketball team, the same group of girls with one coach did not like each other, but we literally won almost everything. We were so good. There were games that our coach made us play left-handed only. Oh my gosh. Then we were on a the volleyball team together and it was with the school counselor. So the relationships were great. We didn't win nearly as much and we all got ourselves suspended. <laughs> so long <laughs> story there, but <laughs> if so, if someone would have to talk to me personally to get that long story. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in any case, so that had me, got me really interested in leadership. So I was always on this path of psychology, leadership. Why do people do the things they do really wanting to understand that? And then I started working as a consultant. I was in corporate and of course ended up going into industrial organizational psychology and the big joke around industrial organizational psychology is that we all wanted to be doctors and lawyers and potentially psychiatrists, but we don't like the sight of blood. So wait, and, I'm just as you said back. You said like, and of course we all went and in, got interested in industrial organizational psychology. Like other people say, and I went out to get the mail. Like I don't know that. I don't even know what industrial organizational psychology is. So, so tell us, like, take a step back for those of us that don't. I mean, I can guess, but tell us a little bit about what that so, is and why that's an of course in your world. Okay, first of all forgive me, industrial organizational psychologists, just listen to the name, are not great marketers, right? Like the, the, <laughs> in, the organization, the name, it's not, it's a bit of a mouthful. Um, but essentially what we look at is how individual behavior and motivation leads to organizational performance. Got and it. that at a degree, at, at some level involves law, it involves psychology, it involves, a, you know, business, obviously. So it puts all of those things together. And a lot of the coaching industry pulls in many um, concepts from industrial organizational psychology. So um, to simplify something that is very complicated, that's essentially what it is. 
Very cool. Very cool. I didn't even know that was a thing. Okay. So, so you took this background to work with corporations to help them what? So I started out in the consulting industry, things like the change management, uh, engagement surveys, leadership development, management development. Um, I'm, I'm trying, I used to do exit interviews. So really understanding why people leave organizations, um, all of those types of things and vary depending on the need of the organization. So that's sort of part of where it started. One of the first things I started doing were assessment centers for pharma, um, airlines, things like that. And assessment centers really brings in a number of expert raters. You look at individual behavior, you rate them on a number of competencies. If they are good at those competencies, that's going to influence how and where they get promoted or if they get promoted at all. And then, so, okay. So then somehow you took all of that and then you moved to how does this help individuals and entrepreneurs and the business owners that you're doing now? How did you get from there to where you are now? So I had that story where I was working in corporate, I was working in a consulting firm and I was coaching. There was one particular individual. So I I ended up in this place. So as an industrial organizational psychologist, I was trained by people who are quite sophisticated at coaching and they told me not to get an ICF certification. So I never had an ICF certification. And when I was a consultant, a lot of our contracts were government contracts, which require... ICF certifications, a lot of things like that. I'll just leave it at that. And I did not have that. So there were certain areas where I was able to coach. And I remember one particular woman I was coaching at that time, and she was not happy at her job. She was miserable. She was ready to quit. She'd gone through the relationship issues. And by the time I finished working with her, she became a top performer at her job. She started to learn to coach. Um, Her story was phenomenal in that she met a man who owns a a plane. And so they literally used to fly to different places for lunch. So she went from absolute misery to absolutely an absolutely wonderful life. Fun. Yes. So so that was part of it. And then I was working in um, training and development in various different organizations. So there are points in my life where I was working two or three jobs very resourceful type of a person (laughs) because where I live, a PhD, I was told all the time, you are overqualified with a PhD and you're going to come in here and try and change things. And we want you to maintain the status quo and do what we tell you to do without thinking too much. (laughs) Yeah. And how does that go with innovators, right? Like we, we don't want to be told what to do. We want to be the people innovating, not following. Exactly. I was always trying to solve problems, figure things out, find better solutions. And I even ended up doing internal consulting engagements for the companies that I was working for. So not for their clients, but for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so there are a lot of those types of things, but then you say, okay, how did you figure out who your client is? They came to me. So while I was working in all these organizations, I'd always end up knowing the graphic designer or the artist, or there's always this sort of type of person that was very creative that kept coming to me. And then when I started my business, I kept getting these very creative types. So they came to me and I figured out who they were, but there's a very long history behind that. If you're asking, of course, there's, yeah, of course. Yeah. Okay. So, so now you work with innovative entrepreneurs. So what, what kind of challenges do they face? What are the biggest challenges these innovative entrepreneurs face? They are, their brains are like a moving target. 
Oh, so yeah. if you can picture the target with the, the rings, their target is j- everywhere. So By the when- way, all of my students right now are wondering, did I prep you that? Cause that's what I'm like. I'm like, we want the target with the rings around each other. We don't want pinball <laughs> machines when you're focusing on, on getting your business up and up and running. We want a target where we can see the target with the ring. So that's so funny that you talk about the same thing. Yeah. So, so that's, that's like their minds are jumping. So, you know, they're, I'll be talking to somebody and they're, they're just starting, they're in a starting phase of their business. So um, I'll talk about somebody I know who does ceramics and um, she's, she's really started taking off, but she's always asking about questions about when she's, when she is a, you know, fortune 500 company and has hundred team members, how will she manage hundred team members? And it's, it's, and it's always coming back to, you don't have any right now. Right now, let's focus on getting one team member. And so their brains will jump. And then on top of that, they jump to different projects. So it's not uncommon to find an innovator with seven websites, seven different businesses, and none of those businesses are profitable or they're minimally profitable. So they're really, their energies are really distributed. They feel Mm -hmm. overwhelmed. They feel exhausted and they can't figure out why they're not creating profits and they're very impatient. So they often show up and they're like, I want that overnight result. So some of it is just having them understand it's not going to happen overnight because an innovator, because their mind is so creative, they go, well, this idea didn't work. Let me try that idea. And that one didn't work. Let me try that one. Let me try that one. Let me." Try. And then they keep trying different ideas and they don't allow enough time for anything to get traction. Okay. So... Why is this? Why do these brilliant innovators have this challenge? Why does that happen? Well, one, they're naturally creative. So if we look at a lot of, if you look at just, if you Google creativity and innovation, it's not very common for people to talk about how to work with creatives. Creatives are the crazy ones in the organizations. When you're having the board meeting and this person goes, I have this idea and everyone looks at them blankly and goes, yeah, that's nice. We're not really going to do that. That's unreasonable. What they do, what all the focus is on when you're looking at creativity and innovation is getting people who are not that creative to think like a creative person while shutting down the creative. Okay. Okay. Interesting. And how, how do you do that? How do you get the, the non-creative to think like a creative? Right. Well, it's all of these things. You see them everywhere. It's it's really the way they talk about the skunk works. It's about brainstorming. It's all these little activities that we have to pull creativity out of the brains of people who have right. to work hard at creativity versus there's these people who are like, they can't stop it. It's just there nonstop. But we don't right. put a lot of energy into honoring their natural tendencies and harnessing that creativity. We say, so, okay. So what you focus on, on then is like, we can't really fix the other people. We can, what we can do then is to create our own world, our own creative world. Right. So how, so how do, so I'm a creative innovator. Um, what do I do? How do I resolve this issue? That's a big question. So it's not a, it's not like a, there's, there's really no tip or trick that helps to resolve the issue. So a lot of times there's emotional work, there's history their strategy. And a lot of it is actually retraining the brain over time and helping a creative person. Sometimes what happens with creative people is there's, there's a lot of different moving pieces that often fit together, 
but because they don't understand how they fit together or have never even considered the possibility that those pieces can fit together, they yes. jump from one to the next. Yes. Yes. I love that you're saying that. So it's figuring out what to focus on now, what to focus on later, and then what fits together and pot potentially creates a coherent whole, but that's where the innovation occurs. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. You know, with people, one of the biggest questions I get Priya, especially related to LinkedIn is I really need help with my LinkedIn profile, but I do all these things. And you know, do I have to pick one or do I have to have more than one profile? And the answer is no, you don't need to have more than one profile and no, you don't have to pick one, but what you do have to do is see where they intersect. Because where they intersect, where all these things you do intersect, that's where your brilliance is. And that's where we want to, from a LinkedIn standpoint, that's where we want to shine a light. And that, by the way, like the podcast name is Good Girls Get Rich. That is what you're good at. That's where, you know, where they intersect is where you're good at. And that's when you stay there, that's where the abundance comes into your life, right? As opposed to being all over the place and thinking you need to do all these other things. Where do they intersect? And then back to that target, how do you keep that focus on that target? So here's the one little thing with, with really creative types, they can't think it. They cannot think their way to that answer. It has to be discovered through a process. And it almost emerges like an aha moment where they just, they can't even comprehend how it showed up. So I'll give you an, an example of an art. And I couldn't tell you this was coming when we went through the process. So he's a sculptor. Um, a very talented sculptor um, did uh, windows for, you know, high-end um, high-end department stores. And there was kind of one of those leadership shakeups. So that sort of opportunity dried up. And um, when I was working with this individual, you know, he wanted to sculpt, but he kept talking about this garden, garden, the garden, the garden. And like, I just want to work in the garden. I don't. So we started playing with this idea of working in the garden And at the end of the day, this guy designs this like a secret garden with a tunnel and a long table to get Mm. people to collaborate and put sculptures in the garden. And then now people are starting to invite him to do garden sculptures. I can't make that up. Right, right, right. He wasn't going to come up with that in his head. (laughs) Right. So what do you, how do you start with people? So if, if somebody's listening to this and they're going, I can so relate to this, I've got so many ideas and I don't really know where to go. How do you, what do you do with people? How do you get started? Like what's the first step you take when you work with people? Inventory. We inventory everything that they have. Ooh, that sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> what's the next step? Where does the, well, yeah. that, yes, it's necessary. I get that it's necessary, but, but then, okay. So once you've inventoried it, then what happens? And then it's a matter of going through the process of really sort of, sort of looking like teaching them how to focus one of those things, really understanding how their personality integrates with what they're doing, looking at all the things, the mindset pieces that get in the way, seeing how everything fits together and really starting to evolve and develop the process for all of these pieces to come together. And it's, I I say, it's like, I'm not an artist, but I am an artist because people are like, why do you attract artists? And over time, I was like, because I paint people. Oh, I like that. I paint people because when you paint, you don't know what the painting is going to look like at the end. You start painting and this painting emerges and you go, ah, like, and I think I always think about those artists where you see them and they're painting really quickly and you can't really see what's happening. And then all of a sudden you're like, that's amazing. I didn't see that coming. And that's what the process feels like. Oh my gosh. So cool. So cool. How do you work with people? How do you work with people? If somebody's listening to this saying, oh my gosh, I need somebody to paint me. What does that look like? 
So that's a question that can't be answered because that's, that's like asking a painter, how do you paint a painting? Well, I, okay. But I mean, do you work with people privately? Do you like, how do you help people yeah, so, so that are looking for help? on where they are in their business. Some people I can work with privately, some people I work with in a group setting. Um, so yeah, so there's, there's, I have a, I have a group program for people who are earlier stages of their business. Um, and if somebody has a very complex multi-oriented business and, you know, they're going for multiple six and seven figures, then I would work with that type of person privately, if that's what you're asking. Yeah, yeah, that's where I'm asking because I think there's people that are listening going, I need some of this. So how do they get started? What's the first step to learning more about Priya? We'll link to all your good things, all your, I think you have a great Instagram account and your, of course, your LinkedIn profile and all the other good stuff. But if somebody wants to take their, dip their toe into the world of Dr. Priya Baines, what did they do first? So you, you have all the links, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So one of the things I would say is start with the, the training. So there is a free masterclass and I, I believe Karen, we'll be sharing the link to yep. the we'll have class. a link. We'll have a link to the masterclass in the show notes for sure. So definitely start with the link to the masterclass that will give you the full overview, um, allow you to get a sense of if you're really feeling into what is being spoken about in the masterclass, in addition to what we've spoken about here. Um, and then that'll ultimately get you onto my email list, which where you'll get links to everything else in addition to what Karen's sharing with you. Awesome. Awesome. So what didn't I ask you today? What should I have? What I did I not ask you that somebody that is got this creative, brilliant, maybe scatterbrained, innovative brain. What else do they need to know from you? One of the things that really comes up for me is you have to approach this like art. So there's a lot of, and I'm kind of talking about it at a high level, but there are a lot of programs out there that are like, do this, do this, do this, do this. And then just, you know, implement this is, this is a little bit fuzzier than implementation. And so the point of that is give it time, give yourself some grace, give yourself some time, allow this process to evolve. Um, I notice a lot of people, so, so people have different phases. So some people, I've had people go from absolutely nothing to over six figures in less than four months. Um, and when I say absolutely nothing at best, a kind of embarrassing website. Okay. (laughs) And they weren't even sure what they were going to do. So I've had that happen. Some people will get the results in four months. Some people take a little bit longer and, and you have to know that everyone kind of has their own timing, their own frame, their own challenges. And when you're an innovator, you're bringing so many things to the table, right? So somebody who brings two or three things to the table is going to have a different journey than somebody who brings 17 things to the table. Or if somebody has more trauma in their past, it's going to take time to sort of settle that trauma and get them to another level. And so another element of this, which which is sort of, I didn't know this was going to happen. So this I find really fun. I did not expect this, but a lot of people I work with, it's really strange. Their relationships improve. They lose weight. They reduce anxiety. I've had people go off ADHD medications. I have had people fight with their therapist to reduce anxiety medications. And these were, these were not focused parts of the work that we do. Right. Right. But what you do is you take these people that are not a round peg in a round hole and you allow them 
to be their brilliant, creative, messy self, but then you pull it together and, and help them build, I'm guessing, build a business based on that. And I don't know, Priya, without you, I don't know how they do that. Like they're, they've probably spent most of their life being told that they have to do things this way instead of that way. And you're saying, nah, we're going to find your perfect way. Yes. And it is finding their perfect way, which is why it's not structured. So they, they really, they have to adjust and play and experiment. And it's really owning that process for themselves and looking at things in different ways. And, and it's, it's a funny thing. So the one who works really hard often has to work less. The one who doesn't want to work, they have to work more. And it's, it's a sort of finding a balance that is theirs, that they own. And then that it breaks all those social structures. So what happens with innovators is they spent their whole life trying to fit in. And then they feel horrible because they do everything possible to fit in and to be accepted and they don't get accepted and they don't find success. So we basically flip that on its head, go in the complete opposite direction. And then the success comes out of nowhere. I love this. I love this. So everybody's got to find the link below to Priya's masterclass. You totally have to check that out. See if you're feeling a connection with the way she approaches things and what you've probably been looking for your whole life. And if so, you totally need to get on our email list. Priya, thank you so much for being here. This was so fun to do this. We've, we don't, we talk a lot, but we don't often have a chance to, or I don't often have a chance to take time to really understand what you do. So this has been a lot of fun for me. So thanks for doing this. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's it's, it's kind of an in- interesting thing because we 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 talk so regularly, but we never have this conversation. Right. Priya and I, Priya and I, brainstorm together on our businesses. We are part of a same of the same mastermind, so it's been fun to watch her journey, but also like to dive a little deeper into what she does. So, thank you for being here, and I uh, yeah. will talk to you very soon. Literally, yeah, like in ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Thanks again. Bye. Is Priya not amazing? She is just serving such an amazing purpose in this world. And I hope that you got some great tips from her. I, I learn from Priya every single time I get a chance to talk to her. So if you want to know what it looks like to have people like Priya in your life and be building a network full of the who you know in the world, it all starts with a call. Just grab a spot on our calendar, karenyankovich.com slash call, get you to our calendar. We would love to chat with you and just get a sense of if the strategies we teach might support you to reach your big business goals. We'll talk a little bit about what's working, maybe a little bit about what's not working. Most importantly, we'll talk about what your goals are and if we think it's something we can help you with, we will let you know what that looks like. If not, we have no end of ideas for you. We're happy to support you on these calls. These are 45 minute calls. We've got lots of time to really dive in with you and really serve you on a high vibe level. And that's what we stand for here. So karenyankovich.com slash call, get you to our calendar, no commitment. Just let's find out if it's, there's opportunity to spend more time together and, you know, let's lift each other up help me help you share this podcast, take a quick screenshot of this episode on your phone, share that on social media also with your audience. Make sure you tag me, make sure you tag Priya. We'll make sure to share it with our audiences. And then we, that's how we all grow together, right? So I hope this was really valuable for you. And I will see you back here again next week with another episode of the Good Girls Get Rich podcast. 